just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You are the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality. Welcome to Life Today Live. This is Real TV. Uh, and you know, my wife sometimes watches reality TV, not so much my genre, but I, I walk through the room and I watch a bit of these shows sometimes, and I'm like, is that real? I mean, really, is that <laughs> real, right? And I think a lot of times I... I know the world looks at Christians, and sometimes I look at them and I go, mm, "Okay, is that real? You know, do they really yeah. have peace? Do they have joy? They, you know, I'm just not sure." We're going to talk about that today. We're glad you're here. You're invited to be a part of the conversation. If you're watching us live, chat is open in the chat enabled rooms. My guest today has written a book on one of these topics that you kind of wonder about uh, people sometimes. The book is called Joyful, uh, and it is written by Lydia McLaughlin. And if you recognize her na her name, uh, you might be a Real Housewives of Orange County fan. <laughs> Lydia, welcome to Life Today Live. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Randy. I'm so excited to be here and to chat and just to um, experience God's goodness together. So uh, before we get into some of the details, I'm curious about a couple things. How did you get from Newfoundland, Canada to Orange County, California? Yes, I actually was just in Newfoundland last week, which is amazing. I love Newfoundland. I'm a Newfoundlander. <laughs> um, for those of you who don't know, Newfoundland is a small island off the east coast of Canada. It's as far northeast as you can go in North America, so it's very different. So my dad's side of the family is all from Newfoundland, and my mom is from San Diego, which is pretty much as far wow. uh, west, south that you can get. And they met and fell in love. My mom was an actress and my dad was making a movie. He actually was making kind of a reality documentary before that was a thing hmm. back in the um, like early, late 60s, early 70s. And so he fell in love with my mom and the rest was history. <laughs> okay. Well, that's, that's a great story. All right. Um, <laughs> well, he, so here's an interesting thing. And, and you know, people that may have seen you on reality TV or just know that you're on reality TV, probably have a lot of presumptions. Um, mm -hmm. But you you made some pretty bold declarations uh, on the air with your life. Mm -hmm. um, where, where does that come from? I mean, I believe I have a spirit of boldness, which is mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit. And so I would say that I really believe God still speaks to people, still um, in the Holy Spirit, still um, moving in the world through all of us. And so I think I have my sense of boldness because of my faith. I have um, faith in God, and I just like to um, take those big steps. And and so I, I feel like the more bold I am, kind of the more of a platform even God gives me. Hmm. Yeah, well, and you've got an interesting one. I mean, that's that. How did that? How did that happen? How did the oh, so the housewives thing happen? Sorry. Cut um, out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I, my husband. Yeah, you you froze for a second, but I feel like I know what you were asking. My husband and I have a magazine, it's called Nobleman Magazine. And so we are the owners and we produce it. It's my husband and I together. 
And um, we were working on that magazine and it's the same production company that does the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, also okay. does the Real Housewives of Orange County. And so you've probably heard of Gigi Hadid and Bella Hadid. They're like supermodels, but their first photo shoot was actually featured on the Beverly Hills uh, Real Housewives and it was for my magazine. Oh. And so, so the, the production company kind of met me behind the scenes and was like, oh my gosh, you would be a great housewife. And then um, found out I lived in Orange County. So they were like, what about Orange County? And I literally laughed and said, no, I don't think that I'm a housewife. I, I'm a Christian. I've been leading Bible studies since I became a Christian. I really love God's word and I love studying his word with other women. And so like my life and who I am really is the opposite of maybe what you see as like, or would think of a real housewife to be. <laughs> right, and right. I'm no different than that. So I was like, no, I, I would not fit in to do that. Like, no, but um, I just, they said, well, why don't you come in for a screen test and an interview and just see? And I grew up in the media. My grandfather actually is Jeff Sterling and he invented 24 hour television. <laughs> He's a he's a media um he's in like the media hall of fame in canada so i grew up um, understanding the power of media understanding the power of television hmm. um, yeah. i think me myself i started a magazine in the first place and so all of a sudden the opportunity came to be in front of the camera and i looked at it from really a business point of view of well that would be great for our magazine and then also i looked at it from a ministry like oh my gosh i could I could like maybe uh, be showcase like functional marriages and mm -hmm. showcase being a good mom and, and kind of those things. So I really did always enter into that world with that type of a mindset. So when you write about being filled with joy not just happiness, it's interesting, by the way, that if you look in Merriam Webster, uh, happiness has two definitions in the English language and it leads to some confusion sometimes because one, one definition is pleasure. The other one is joy, and those, in a lot of ways, are completely different. But you're writing about the happiness that is joy, uh, and it, it's not fake for you. Uh, what? What? Why'd you go this direction? There's a lot of ways you could have gone. I just I believe that we can be joyful. Yeah, I just, I believe that we need to be joyful in all situations. And I've done a lot of press even for my book. And a lot of people say, well, it's easy to be joyful when you have lots of money and, you know, <laughs> things look seem to be great from the outside. But I would say to that, like, I've been, I think one of the reasons why my faith is so real in my life is because I have been around a lot of successful people or people who the world, like what the world says to pursue, and they are not joyful. They couldn't be more empty. And so for me, even at a very young age, I saw right away, like, what is what does it all mean? Why are we here? What the world's telling me to go after, I can see that that won't fulfill me. And so I would argue, I love um, just Paul when he wrote, I have been in want and I have been in need and I have had it all, but I have learned to be content in every situation. And that idea of learning contentment, it's not something anyone is just, you accept Jesus and so you're content forever, but it is something we have to learn and we learn that through being in God's presence and being in God's word. Yeah. I. You couldn't be more right, and I know you know it being you know where you're at, but some of the most miserable people I have met are worldly successful, rich, you know, wealthy people. Yeah. Uh, it, and, and you kind of scratch your head. I mean, all you got to do is look at, at 
celebrity suicides and things like that. And you go, wow, 100%. I mean, they had it all, right? No, they didn't have joy. They were missing something. All right. Okay. So you, you walk through um, several things that uh, can be hindrances to joy, uh, mm -hmm. which is great to point out because <laughs> people wonder why. Why am I not happy? Well, okay. you, you, you talk about some of those. Um, and you talk about some of the past to, to have true happiness and joy. Walk us through some of what you go through in your journal. Yeah, so this book is really a devotional. I would say that I, I learned, I have an Instagram, OC Lydia, and I started doing some Instagram lives where I would do Bible studies. And I got so many women that maybe have known me from the Real Housewives that were asking me like, oh, I'm intimidated by the Bible. I want to learn. I want to read God's word, but I don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. And what would you recommend? And so really, I wrote this book almost for them. It's I believe in just little habits in the morning. What do we do? We reach for our phone. What if instead you reached for the joyful devotional? And all it is, is every day, it's a verse. We unpack that verse. It's a challenge prayer. It takes about three minutes, but I would, I would argue that starting your day in God's word, it doesn't have to be in joyful, but setting your mindset in the word of God and giving him our day, our first fruit, um, I think would just change lives. And I just believe in the power uh, kind of, of these little things that, that will have big impacts. You, you know, you, you sit, <laughs> you, you live in comparison land in a lot of ways. And I know we all do it. We, you know, it's not just in Southern California, but it almost, it's almost like, cause the comparison has the, the glitz in Southern California, like everything else, but you talk about comparison <laughs> and how that can rob you of your joy. What, yes. have, what have you seen in that regard? Oh my gosh. I mean, and I think everyone understands that with social media. What are we doing? It's the summertime right now. So we're scrolling and we're just seeing like, oh, look at the vacation that person's on. And I wish that my kids were perfect like this. And the comparison is the thief of joy and kind of having a scarcity mindset of like, if they have that somehow I won't. And so to be reminded that like, they can be successful and I can be successful too, that our God is a big God. And that there's That's enough us. to go around. And just because somebody's marriage is great doesn't mean yours is going to be bad. Yours can be great as well. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And so um, just really getting off of that comparison, but every, everything is in our minds. And so I think the more aware we are of it, then that's the first step of like making it better and not comparing. Like we can all know that we shouldn't compare, but if you actually take a step back and you're like, oh my gosh, I do feel like that. When my friend or someone I see is pursuing their dream, there's something inside of me that gets angry. Like, what is that? Mm. That's not, that's not healthy. That's not from the Lord. I'm going to take that to God and really like figure that out. And I want to be the girl that's always clapping for my friends that are succeeding. But if I'm not healthy in my own place, then it's hard to be that person for others. Mm. And so we really need, um, I mean, I would say that my book would be a good tool of helping you kind of flush out some of these, um, unhealthy patterns that we might have even in our minds. Yeah, no doubt. And by the way, for you guys watching some of the, there's a little traffic on the interwebs today. So just bear with us as we, sometimes we're getting a little pause and then the speed up thing. That's us. It's not you. Uh, but Lydia, um, funny story. You talk about the social media thing. Mm -hmm. My wife, my, I have one grandchild and a grandson. He's about two years old, lives about an hour and a half away. And my wife will go down typically once a week. And because yeah. my daughter works, uh, from home that she does have work to do. And so my wife will go down and stay. Well, 
the grandson, after bath time, had a complete meltdown last night. And, you know, the temper, the two-year-old temper tantrum, the fit, all oh, that yeah. kind of stuff. And uh, and so my son-in-law actually went in to get him out of the bathtub and deal with that. And my wife walks out. <laughs> my daughter was posting pictures from that day because they'd had a lot of events that day and talking about how cute my grandson is, right? And how great yeah, life yeah. is as he is screaming in the other room <laughs> and you're like so she's just like here i am doing the social media thing he's over there screaming but i'm posting like he's perfect it's just it's kind of the crazy world we live in everything's amazing <laughs> Everything. yeah oh that's funny um i'm there's a couple well okay let's let's before we get into some of the, the positives let, let's talk about another one that is i mean it's everywhere again but yet i I don't know. Maybe I'm my perception's off, but it seems like when you get into show business, and you know, I've been around some of it in television and film. There's that. There, man, pride is a real animal in this field, uh, and you write about that. Um, what do you? What do you? What have you seen in in regards to pride? Because we know it's one of the seven deadly sins. Yada yada yada. But what's it look like to, to you? Oh my gosh. I mean, I, I mean, and this is even probably controversial to say, but we have a whole pride month, right? Where our are <laughs> yeah, right. literally, it's like, let's celebrate our, our pride. And so, um, to like that is encouraged in our culture in so many different ways to like boast. I mean, talking about Instagram, like let's showcase everything we have and to really honor humility, um, really goes against just the American culture. It's absurd kind of, but that is what a godly viewpoint is a biblical viewpoint. Um, and I mean, the, I've seen so many kind of prideful people and, I think what's the hardest thing about pride is it's hard for us to recognize it within ourselves. Yeah. So it's easy to be like, oh, that person is prideful. Oh my gosh, that's their ego talking. But to really, I think um, in, in a moment, we can allow our ego or pride or whatever word you feel comfortable with kind of um, rule. Because there's so many times where it's like, I deserve this. I want this me, me, me. And it's hard to be like, I'm going to humble myself like God is seeing this i'm gonna do what's right even though nobody is looking like all of these things are really intertwined and it is really just the fruit of the holy spirit in your life and the way that we have kind of the fruit of gentleness of patience of kindness of goodness all of those things is really by just spending time with god because i can try to be humble i can try to like stuff my pride down or my ego down but unless I'm actually communion with God, unless his Holy Spirit is really kind of transforming the inside of me, mm -hmm. it just becomes like almost it'll it'll make you bitter, I believe, because you're not getting close enough to God that um, cultivates those things inside of you. So you're almost putting on a mask like, oh, I'm not supposed to be proud or I, I should I should stuff that down inside of me instead of it actually being like an attribute of who we are. You know, my, when I spend time with my husband, I start like I we are together a lot. We're in meetings and different things. And I started noticing I act we have the same mannerisms. We say the same things. When someone's talking, we both say yes a lot. Like we, 
we both have picked up cues from each other. And if someone were to tell me just to act like him, you know, that I would be putting on a facade and just kind of doing, but because I spend so much time with him, I, I start, I, I just take his lingo mm. and we, I know what he's going to do. And I have a feeling of him. The same is true when we're spending time with the Lord, we just start, we smell like him. You know what I mean? We start having that aroma and you can't fake that. And so I don't want to say like, Oh, let's be humble because that, I don't want to add another to do thing of someone then now is going to be like feeling like they're almost mad at God. Cause I believe, I mean, like you started this conversation, I'm inside of her then that was the way i was created not everyone has different gifts and sometimes i i feel like oh I, I gotta i gotta be more gentle i find some of my best girlfriends are very like soft and gentle because i feel like i lack that so i want to i want to be around that but i so i'm not saying like turn off who god made you to be but as we spend time with him we have the fruit of of that labor almost so okay i i love the wisdom in, in what you just pointed out, because so many times we see things, you know, like we shouldn't be prideful, we should be humble, humble, and we try to cultivate that ourselves. We try to grow the fruit on our own. Yeah. Uh, but the reality is, when you're connected to the vine, the presence that you talk mm -hmm. about, you don't have to strive to grow fruit. It just happens. Yeah. And so when we focus on the fruit and not on the vine, mm -hmm. we're going to be frustrated and and. Yeah. And we're going to maybe produce some fake fruit, you know, and try to fool people, which just never works out well. But when you focus on the vine, which is being in the presence, being connected. Yeah, and Christ, I love yeah. that. Yes. Well, I love that idea, too, of the image. Because, I mean, obviously, I'm not a gardener. I don't know that there's a lot of gardeners out there. But the idea of, like, a seed and how a seed has to die in order to make the fruit. And so, like, for us. We do have to die to some of these earnings like, oh, I, I deserve that or whatever. Like we need to let that go. So I'm not, the, it, you know, sometimes it does take some sort of surrender on our behalf. Totally. And also this idea of like the, the pressure of the dirt. I love that image of like this seed is underneath and it's got to push through all of that to make that one little grass come out of the ground. Like the, I've, we've been through that, you know, we all have times in our life where we're like struggling or God, where are you? And we have to die to ourselves, but like to push out and get it going um, to see that fruit, it does take effort, but it is is really cool and so i'm not saying like oh we just hang out with god and then you're going to be perfect but there you know there's work and there's toil and there's death but it's so worth it and he like waters us along the way so yeah. it is a really beautiful image as we start to think about it yeah all right we're talking to uh lydia mclaughlin she is is the i guess you're still not doing the oc cat uh, the uh, real housewives I'm, thing I'm no, I ha I'm. I guess you can call me like an alumni from Real Housewives. Uh, alumni, I okay. I graduated. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? You're not a housewife anymore, or just you're not? You're just, not today. Uh, Who not, knows what the future holds? Okay, that's that's funny. Alumni, uh, alumnus of uh, Real Housewives <laughs> out in Orange County, and just is her book, Joyful. Two L's yes. on the end of that. Yeah. Uh, and what a, what a great thing. Let's talk about some of the good things because the this is. Uh, these are just as key and a lot more fun to talk about. Um, yeah. what, I, I mean, I think when you talk about gratitude, I just, that gratitude changes everything. I think, what have you learned in that regard? Yes. 
Oh my gosh. Well, I have three boys. And so um, just trying to teach them to cultivate a grateful heart, especially um, just in our today's kind of landscape and, and on Instagram or anything like that. I believe that there's like this spirit of offense that's out there right now. And to switch that, I think the way that we can come against that, because it's so easily to be it's so easy to be offended. But if we instead are like, no, I'm going to have a spirit of gratitude every time that someone offends me or I feel kind of like I want to puff my chest off. Instead, I'm going to be thankful. We always have things to be thankful for. And instead of kind of complaining all the time, if we also like think about God's promises and who God is, that is a shift, which I believe goes along with gratitude. Um, you know, Obviously, it's like, oh, in the morning, say things that you're grateful for. And if we start cultivating the spirit within ourselves, like you will be grateful and it does shift your perspective. But even taking that further, like when you pray, are you just constantly praying your problems or are you taking your problems to God, surrendering them and then spending the rest of your prayer time thanking God, being grateful to God, maybe saying the promises that he has, that he's given you like, Lord, I'm so stressed about this job. It's, you know, but I'm surrendering it to you. You're a good God. You are with me. You've placed me in this situation. Thank you for giving me this job. I pray that you continue to give me the wisdom. All of a sudden our prayer time shifts and then we walk away feeling lighter, feeling more focused on Jesus. Mm -hmm. I just, I really believe in instead of focusing on the problem, focus on the problem solver. And it, we're, our words are so powerful. And so instead of kind of speaking in this victim or this like um, defeated, you know, mindset and repeating all of our problems. I think if we, we are conquerors, we're victors, like we won, we know how the story ends. So let's like speak that over ourselves, over our life and in our prayer time. And I just believe um, your whole world blossoms. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, key point. I mean, you focus on yourself, you're going to find reasons to not be grateful. You focus on God, there's just gratefulness is going to just happen. Uh, Amen. And so it's just, it's orienting ourselves in the right way. All right. There's one more thing I want you to talk about, uh, at least one more. <laughs> and and you have a great acronym for, for rest. And, and really, I mean, joy and rest, I think, go together. If, if I, if I'm worn out, I'm tired, I'm beat down, I'm not happy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm not pleasant to be around. Just ask my wife. Um, but you, you you have an interesting take on on rest and and what that truly means. Oh, you're you're sorry. I, yeah, you're cutting out your yeah. your acronym for rest. I want people to hear oh. that. Oh, I can you say it? Can you tell us what it is? Can I? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Releasing every sabotaging thought. Yes. That that's an interesting take. What what? Why did you go that direction? I just believe that we, you know, God gave us a sound mind and I have talked to so many different women through leading Bible studies and at women's conferences. And I believe that there's so much, um, we're at war in our heads so many times and we have thoughts, you know, that just really are, are, are trying to sabotage our life. And so if we can just release those, if we can realize that, that that's not a great, great that that's sabotaging me, but I'm going to just instead declare peace, declare rest in the battlefield of my mind. Um, it's very, very simple, very easy, and it's good to remember. But 
I just believe there's so much power there and it's an easy kind of no rest. Like I want to have a restful mind. I want to be peaceful. Um, I love the promise that God gives us, you know, a, a sound mind. And so many of us are struggling in our heads and being anxious and going over, you know, all of the things that we have to be worried about. Those are those thoughts aren't aren't doing anything for us. Let's release those thoughts. And then again, like we were just talking about, Randy, like focusing on God and his promises. And we, how do we know what his promises are? We're in his word. So we can declare his promises over us. I love the idea. It says that um, our faith increases when we hear the word of God. And I just don't, I think so many Christians have relied on like secondhand Christianity and it's killing us. Well, yeah, I, you're relying yeah. on my encounter with God to fuel your faith. And God wants to, God wants to have a moment with you. He wants to be in communion with you. That's why we were created. So don't rely on my revelations, go to God and have a revelation for yourself, have an encounter with the Holy spirit. And I believe it'll just transform your whole life. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it is, it is letting go of those sabotaging thoughts. Uh, and, and then it's setting your mind on, you know, what is pure, what is right, what yes. is lovely, what is noble, what is admirable. And all those attributes are in God. Uh, so, again, really good. All right. This is the book, again, Joyful uh, by Lydia McLaughlin. Available wherever you get books and the devotional. Um, and then I want to show you real quick, if I can grab that real quick, the, her website. It looks like this. It is oclydia.com. Yes. Uh, with a nice sunny photo. You're not Newfoundland in that photo. So. I am not. No, it's sunny here. <laughs> oh, let it... OC and it's summer. Finally, the sun came out. So that's good for everyone. <laughs> All right. Anything you want to add before I let you go? Internet permitting. Appreciate you being here, by the way. <laughs> no, I just thank you so much for your time. I also actually wrote a Bible study. So if you want to have more than just a devotional, I have a six week Bible study you can get on Amazon and there's even a link on my website as well. So lots of different ways to get you in the word and to encourage you. God is good. And I'm so grateful for you, Randy. Thanks for this opportunity to chat. Absolutely. Your little uh, grandson has no more meltdowns. <laughs> oh, he will. That's just you. You, you got three boys of your own. You yeah. know how I was when they're in their twos. Yeah. Uh, but no, thank you, uh, Lydia. I, I appreciate your uh, boldness, your witness, and in your lightness. You know, Please. your joyfulness. I think is the way you put it. <laughs> I mean, that that's that's great. That's the way it should be. So so keep standing in, in the depth and in the. And the study yeah. there is really Amen. good. So appreciate all you guys out there watching. Uh, if you haven't liked or followed or subscribed, do that. And uh, spread a little joy today. Hit share. Pick up Lydia's devotional. Maybe get it as a gift for someone. And we'll see you again. Uh, see, we've got some really good ones coming up next week. So I'll see you again here on Life Today Live.